0: Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a Shabbat sermon by Rabbi Adam Kligfeld. In just a moment, I'm going to ask you all to rise to say prayers for peace and for Israel and for our country. And I want to share a word about a prayer for our country, my own prayer for our country, before we say the official one. We're at the end of a very long week, which has been at the end of a very long process. There might even be news of which I'm not aware that has happened in the time since Shabbat began. For the purpose of what I want to say, the news doesn't matter. Or the specifics of the news doesn't matter. It was a story about a thought experiment that took place at NASA and amongst the people who are most trying to understand and explore our cosmos. Concerned about the welfare of the planet, from the perspective of climate and resources, and if in the next few decades it really could happen that Mars would be inhabitable. We never thought we could reach it, and it might be. This dream of creating a utopian society, starting humanity from scratch, using the technology of the time to basically relaunch this experiment called civilization. And the scientists realized that they believed that within a hundred years, technologically, it probably could be possible. But the biggest obstacle would be that we would have to bring people. The irony being that it's the bringing of the people that interrupts the possibility of the utopia. Because people disagree and people are disagreeable. And people don't get along. And people abuse situations And so it's impossible to imagine a utopian setting even starting from scratch without soon the people there divided into blue and red as it were. One faction or another. And our tradition has higher hopes than that. Not that everyone be in agreement with one another but that we find a way to remain a unified entity despite those disagreements, despite the trauma that groups of people have been through. We have two painful examples of when it does not work. In last week's Parsha and this week's Parsha. In last week's Parsha, Avram and Lot, uncle and nephew, their distaste for one another over flocks and land got so intense that they couldn't imagine, they couldn't sustain remaining near one another. So much so that Abram said to his nephew, The whole earth is in front of you. He malai. Separate from me. Vim if you go left, I'm going to go right. We can't be together. Hayamin, and if you go right, I will go left right left they're not being ideological stances but literally if you go this way I'm going that way because there's no way we can share this space together I think the Torah sets that up as a trauma not a healthy resolution and speaking of trauma the great trauma of this week's parsha that Mia expressed her views on the moment where Avraham brings Yitzchak his son up to for a potential sacrifice hundreds of commentators before I I'm not making a chidush on this have noticed that up until the point where they get to the mountain it's yachdav they went yachdav together they walked yachdav hand in hand they were father and son they were father and son they were in father and son until the moment of tremendous travail and trauma up in the mountain and they do come back down the mountain, but not together. Alive, but not together. Abraham and his son Isaac never speak again. Was it a successful test? Or was it a terrible failure of how human beings can relate to another after they had been through a crucible? Our nation continues to go through a crucible. We've been through crucibles before. As I wrote in an email to the congregation, we've been through the 1960s, we've been through the 1860s, and every generation thinks of itself as a superlative, the most or the worst or the best. What this week and next week and next month and next year will call upon us to do is to find a way to transcend and go past what Abraham and Lot were not able to do what Abraham and Isaac were not able to do and to relocate Yahdav relocate togetherness despite enormous and important and profound differences of opinion of how a society should be constructed And so whatever news there is and is going to be, I hope and pray that the people in this community, the people in the families represented here, the people in this city and the people in the state and this nation will come back to Yachad, come back to some form of together so we continue to live out the dream of what it was supposed to be, to be a United States of America. So may it be the will of the people, so may it be the will of the Holy One. We in our society, I think, have lost the incredibly important human art and skill of decoupling people's beliefs about one thing or another from the entirety of who they are. We find out how someone votes, and we decide that that means everything about their humanity. We associate a comprehensive identity based on a single tweet or a series of posts. And we decide, as I hinted at before in the prayer for the country, that we can no longer be friends with people, share community with people, because we see them only as a representation of an idea as opposed to as a complex a nuanced human being when people ask me about where I put myself on religious or political spectrums I often say tell me the issue and I'll tell you what I think about it I don't care that much for red or for blue or to be pigeonholed myself or to do it to others tell me the issue and I'll tell you what I think about it and I'll tell you why I think about it that way And you'll notice that I'm a kaleidoscope. And there are many different parts of who I am and what I believe. And I haven't met a single politician or leader or position paper that comprehensively sizes up what I believe about the world and humanity or this country. And I assume the same is for everyone else. I'll ask you what you believe about a particular issue, we'll talk about it. And if we disagree, I'd like to think that we'll disagree respectfully. And even if I think that your opinion or your actions are sinful, I'll critique the sin. But as is said in all cultures, try to embrace even the ones that I consider to be the sinners. Because even those sinners have many beautiful, important parts to who they are. Rabbi Natan Svi Finkel, it's a great sage of our people a couple hundred years ago, said as much, not being able to predict our society, but said as much regarding a very important scene in this week's Parsha. And I want to connect it to this moment and I want to connect it to you Mia as well because this message is for those who are here and who are watching and also for you he says it's crazy on some level that Abraham whom you mentioned found his voice to negotiate on behalf of the residents of Sodom and Amorah and didn't find his voice to negotiate on behalf of his own son it's crazy that they are the ones he chose to be the recipient of his generous thinking because they stood for everything he didn't stand for. Everything that he tried to inculcate his people, us, with in terms of decency and generosity and treating people properly and hospitality. They stood for ugliness and wickedness and depravity and othering others and bringing violence to the people that they othered. And that's who Avraham stood up for? And Rabbi Natan Svifinkel Finkel says, yes. That is who Avraham stood up for. Because Avraham had celebrated or contributed to the catastrophic devastation of even a community with so many sins at its plate if he did that as a way of showing that he was against the ways of Sodom and Gomorrah, he would in that moment have been reflecting the ways of Sodom and Gamara. And so he argued on their behalf and he championed not what they believed in, but their lives and their ability to continue to live it with dignity that to me is an exquisite way of doing leadership and elusive these days the ability to believe that you can persuade with your character and with your own modeling people to look at things differently and to do them differently rather than off them as irredeemable because of this belief or that Mia, I want to say to you that there are many things about you that are worthy of praise and highlight today. Your tremendous calm and going with the flow, given with these circumstances and the wind and the papers, you stood there, you embraced it all with a sense of tremendous maturity. We could praise that. We could praise just the quality of your voice and the unflappable way that you mastered a very long haftarah, that's worthy of praise. I'm taken personally by your love of nature, which makes in some ways this very appropriate. I know that we wish we were inside, but I know how much you love to be outside under the trees and under the canopy of the stars at night and the sky during the day. And so I hope that some piece of this, which is not how we expected it, is also warming your heart but the piece I do want to focus on more is your belief in yourself and that which others see in you, and that is a growing leadership that comes from confidence, but not overconfidence, and your power of persuasion. How you use words, fairly, honorably, honestly, honestly, To bring others close to you. Into clubs and choirs that you lead or groups of family and friends. One of the things that stands out about you seems to be similar to what Rabbi Finkel is saying about Avraham. You believe in your ability to use your words to convince others to do the right and the good and not to assume that if they're not yet doing what you think they should be you want to have nothing to do with them. You want a lot to do with them. Because you want to bring them closer to the ideas and the values that are important to you. And beyond your Torah reading and the Haftarah and the leading of the service and the Dvar Torah, the thing that rises to the top, the cream of this milk today, are those qualities in you that are going to become significant, hopefully, to this Jewish community and to any community you touch well beyond this Parshat Vayera Day in November. And that's what we celebrate in you. That's what warms our hearts today. We hope, as I know your mother felt when she became bat mitzvah, close to God in the middle of a spiritual moment. I hope today and every day you felt and you feel close to God in the middle of a spiritual moment and proud that you gave us a spiritual moment and watching you blossom into an important, responsible member of the Jewish community. We look forward to seeing where your Abraham-like leadership talents will take you. We wish you a Mazel Tov, and your whole family a Mazel Tov. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles.